Hey, welcome to the Intentional Living Center. Dr. Randy here. This is a spot, this is a place, and a bunch of people who love you, love the Lord, and we're here to help you experience life as God intended for you. You know, the Bible says He's given us a hope. He's given us a future. He's provided peace and freedom. Are you experiencing those things in your life? If you're not, hey, listen, we're going to help you today. Struggling with something, question in your life, issue with kids, in-laws, personal life, marriage, making a decision, an opportunity, you want to, but you want to experience whatever it is that God intends for you. We want to help you think that through a little bit today. Pray with you, give you some questions, and maybe one thing. I can help you think about one thing that you could kick into gear today to get started. Let's get that inertia broken and get some motion going and some hope flowing in your life, okay? 888-888-1717 is my phone number. Stephen is here, ready to go. He'll he'll kind of talk to you a little bit, get you set. We'll get you on hold, and I'll talk to you here in the studio. Jennifer is making sure everything works beautifully on the air. We're live at 888-888-1717 is the phone number. For your marriage, your money, your health, hey, listen, how are things going? Are you experiencing God's best in your relationships as a parent? struggling someplace with work, even your emotions. What is God's intention? Let's talk about it together. 888-888-1717 is the number, and let's get started with our uh, first caller. Go right ahead. Hi, my name is Priscilla. I am going through a little indecisive dilemma. Um, I live with my mom, my husband, and I and my kids, and She's currently receiving unemployment, and we've been thinking about purchasing our own home now, but we don't know if she's returning back to work for sure or not. So we don't know whether to move forward with the home purchasing or, you know, continue and, you know, staying at home with her. Um, I know that this could be a big, a big step for my family and I, but we're just kind of stuck. So if you can help us in a little word of advice mm. that would help all right well the advice is you got to take care of your family you got to keep moving uh there's probably a series of questions you need to ask yourself and answer is this an issue where mom is disabled needs your help um or is mom just not moving she's stuck and you're kind of st- stuck having to do something to care for her? two different stories stories two different scenarios and two different responses except that both of them require you to be in a position to making sure that you're providing leadership for your future and for your family. So I would really encourage you and your husband to sit down, put together the best plan, talk to mom about it, whatever it is, whatever you decide to do, and then act. See, intentional living is about making a decision and then every day doing the next right one thing. And it requires action. You know, we're, we're in a place, isn't it interesting, we're in a place where the Bible tells us that uh, as parents, we're to, we're to honor our parents. But when we're adults, it doesn't mean we're to, quote, obey our parents. That's children, right? Big difference. So you're an adult. You've got your family. You need to take some action. Um, while you love your mom and you want to do the right thing for her, uh, you're in a place now where you're all grown up and you got to make some decisions. And that uh, may be difficult. But you and your husband have to do it for the best interest of, of her and uh, of yourself. Got a question? What's one thing? Can I help you think through one thing? Give me a call, 888-888-1717. By the way, everybody who calls will make sure that uh, you get the information on how you can receive, free of charge, 
uh, the 30-day devotional from Intentional Living called One Thing Makes a Difference. It's our sort of gift to you all who call because we know you're thinking about one thing and the power of being intentional in your life and really experiencing God's best. And, you know, this comes down to building habits. We talk about one thing, and the only reason we focus on this is because ultimately, if we're doing that one thing and we do it on a regular basis, it becomes a habit. All of the habits that we have along the way became functional in our life because we repeated the behavior. Uh, maybe not been eating in a healthy way. Pulling off the road, going through the fast food restaurant too often, right? That's a habit. Then there's some response, something that sets that off, a craving. And then, of course, maybe it's the location and drive by it every day. And one thing leads to another and becomes a habit. So how do you break a habit? You, you change that craving to say, hey, my health is more important than driving through. You change that craving, then you change the daily behavior. That's why we talk about the power of one thing ultimately becoming a habit. Why do we do this? So we can experience life as God intended. More freedom, more peace. God getting the glory, we get the benefit. Give us a call, 888 You have a question for me today. Uh, I'd love to hear from you. Phone line's open. Let's go to Nicole uh, with a question. Uh, go right ahead. Hi, I'm a military spouse, and I have recently undergone uh, brain surgery, and my spouse returned from the war, and our marriage has been um, extremely challenging um, because of my brain recovery and the effects of the war on my spouse. Um, I am intentional about keeping our marriage together. Uh, however, our communication has broken down um, because of me and because of impatience and um, intolerance of each other. Uh, if you could help or provide some insight, please mm. let me know. Thank you. Mm, okay, Nicole, listen, God bless you. You've had brain surgery, and of course that can be very serious in terms of your emotions and your emotional life. That's a traumatic thing that goes on. Uh, and then, of course, your husband coming back from, from the military. Uh, you know where you start? We're talking, about, we're talking about being intentional. God's intention is not for the two of you to be at each other's throat and fighting and having conflicts. But when we get married, we talk about in sickness and in health, that we're going to stand together in sickness and in health. That's brain surgery. Um, that's coming back from military service and, and, and being hurt and damaged and traumatic and post-traumatic syndrome or whatever. Uh, that's cancer. Um, those are the thing, these are the things that can enter into a marriage that can just put us into a tailspin. And so the first step for mature adults is just to acknowledge we're messed up. We're in the sick part of this uh, commitment we made to each other. Things aren't working right now. And what do we do? We need some help. We need to get some people that are experienced, that can come alongside of us, can help us, counsel us. Maybe it requires some medical treatment, whatever it is. But the one thing that the very first thing that we can do whenever we have a problem in our marriage, the smart thing to do, the mature thing to do, is to lay the proverbial cards on the table and say, we got a problem. 
Now, in your case, it's this, as you're saying, hey, it's my fault. And listen, I respect the fact that you see it. And that allows you then to take some steps. But let me just turn to the rest of us today. Maybe you got a financial problem in your marriage. And you're you're kind of blaming each other. And you're hiding it. And you're not being honest about it. Listen, you continue this over an extended period of time, you're going to be broke. Uh, you, You continue to... Build up that credit card. We see credit cards going up through the roof right now. And I know you're saying, well, I don't, we don't have any other options. Yes, you do. There's decisions that can be made. But the first step is just to say, hey, there's a different way of doing this. God's intention is not for us to be in this kind of a position. And that could be in your health. It could be in work. It could be with your kids. But the first thing is just to be humble enough. And listen, that's hard. You know, I've been in counseling, working with people. And I know people come in and they're very guarded for a while and, and kind of, and then eventually they start to open up and get to the real issues. And when we open up and get to the real issues, that's where the healing begins. You know, when we think about coming to Christ, giving our life to him, it's because out of our humility, we say, Lord, I can't do this anymore. I'm at the end of my own rope. I've tried everything. It isn't working. I come to you. I confess this. I can't live without you, and I give my life to you. And God, through his Holy Spirit, comes into our life and empowers us, walks with us. And so it's through this uh, step of humility, I think, that we begin the process of really growing. That's intentional living. All right. You're welcome to join us. Got some questions we're getting to on the phone here in a moment. 888-888-1717. How can I help you? One thing, let's build a habit. Let's move in the right direction. Let's, uh, let's get started today. Break the inertia. Today is the day. I'll be right back. This is Intentional Living with your host, Dr. Randy Carlson. Intentional Living is furnished by Parent Talk Incorporated and is made possible by the generous support of our listeners. This program is not a substitute for professional counseling, medical, financial, or legal advice. Intentional Living is not intended to be therapy by radio. We are Intentional Living. And we'll be right back. Coming soon, the Intentional Love Marriage Date Night with Dr. Randy Carlson. Coming to an event like this can just reset your marriage. A lot of laughs. Uh, He is so funny. There's so much wisdom to be learned and gained. It's choosing that intentional love when you don't feel like it. Don't miss the Intentional Love Marriage Date Night, Friday, March 1st at New Hope Church in East Lansing and Saturday, March 2nd at the Auburn Hills Christian Center in Metro Detroit at 7 p.m. Register at theintentionallife.com. Hey, I hope you'll do that. We're going to work on having an unbreakable marriage. Do you know the research shows that couples that attend church regularly, involved in their church, pray together, have have their the Christian uh, commitment to each other in terms of actually living it out intentionally, um, have less, there's, there's a less likelihood of divorce than those who don't. That kind of makes sense, doesn't it? It fits in with what we talk about. But you know what? Still... Uh, I saw a statistic this week that evangelical marriages still end about 25%, 20, 25%. Man, would you buy a car that had a 25% chance of breaking down the first four or five years? Um, come on, we can do better. And it comes down to saying, I, before God, we're going to build an unbreakable marriage. Not because we're perfect. It may be a second marriage. Maybe you've been through marriage and you've learned, hey, I don't want to go through that again. We can make this work. We're going to help you really think this through. We're going to do it in a fun way. We've got a lot of practical things. Uh, I've been around a long time, helped a lot of people, and I want to help you and encourage you and learn together and tell some stories with the challenge of one thing as you go out the door that night. 
for you and your, for your spouse. I promise it will be a non-threatening but helpful evening. March 1st, East Lansing. Tickets have been going crazy. Uh, Auburn Hills, Saturday night, uh, March 2nd. Get your tickets. Go to theintentionallife.com today. That's theintentionallife.com. And uh, we certainly would love to have you be a part of that uh, very special, special evening. Okay? All right. Uh, we're taking questions, sharing one things, learning to be intentional. Uh, you're welcome to join us here again. 888-888-1717 is uh, the phone number. Speaking of one thing, Gina from Michigan has uh, one thing that she wants to share with us. Go right ahead. Unconditional love. I have a daughter that's 24. She's out of the house. She had a few bad things happen to her, and she questioned why God allowed that. She decided that she was going against him, decided that she was going to be going to the satanic church, and that was very difficult for me. I fought it with everything that I had, and I handled it the wrong way. And what I did was I just prayed, I gave her back to God because our kids belong to God. We have them for a short period of time, but they're ultimately His. And I had to hand her over and I just asked God to give me peace and to show her the love that He has for her, even though she has chosen that path, that He will always love her. And so I have learned that every day is a struggle for me to not push so that I still have that contact and to let her know that I love her and to listen when she wants to talk and just continue to pray for her and know that God has her. That's great. Uh, you going to do that daily then, next 30 days? Yes, daily, several times a day. <laughs> mm, much hope. Listen, 30 days, new habit, life change, that's for sure. All right, let's go back to the phones here. Karen in Arizona. Hi there today. Welcome to the show. Hi. Hi, what's Thank you? you. Appreciate your call. What's uh, what's your question? Well, I I have realized, and I've I've kind of known this for a long time, but my father um, was absent when I was small. I mean, my mother had to leave him. He was a, an alcoholic. Hmm. So, you know, I grew up with without. He never he never called us. He never sent a present. He never sent a card all those years and so yeah. i used to wonder what's wrong with me so i know that that's where that spirit of rejection came from yeah, is that and what I've you're is that what you're feeling you feel time. you feel rejected by people well i've i've recognized it in my life looking back yeah. because even after i became a christian it was hard for me to identify with God as my heavenly father because you know my father image was so horrible. Yeah. And the only the only memory I had of him was when he was drunk and he threw all the furniture down and my mom had to escape out onto the roof. Mm. And that was my only memory at five years old. Well the <clears throat> you know, I, I know that it it has popped its ugly head up at a lot of times during my life. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm older, and um, what about now? We recently, How are you dealing we with it now? Have, well, I'm trying to really overcome it because I've been aware of it, and now you know I embrace. I love my heavenly Father, but it took a while. 
to recognize that and get over it. But there's still ways that it comes up. Like, I'm sure nobody wants to come if I invite them over. Or, mm. you know, it's just little things that pop sure. up. But we have we have a little girl that has recently come into our family as a foster child. And she has blossomed. And she recently found a Christian friend at school in junior high. She wants to go to the youth group. Her mother... Her mother is a drug addict and an alcoholic, has lied to them. Um, they still get visits if she's, you know, clean. And, but she's constantly, and, and this girl is feeling, I know what she's feeling. She's feeling rejected. She said, my mother, she just chooses. She loves her drugs more than she loves me. And listen, though, Karen, God puts you in that special place. Because you can say, honey, I... I can relate to what you're feeling. Uh, hear my story. I, I believe that God puts us in places where we can minister to people that are most like us, been through most of what we've been through. I, you know, I recognize that I can reach some people, not other people, because my story's different. But we all have a story, and we can use it. And, and it's a reminder, too, Karen, that what happens to us when we're kids, and not only what happens to us, but our perception of what happens to us. You know, I... I had the privilege of co-authoring a national bestseller with my friend Kevin Lehman many years ago called Unlocking the Secrets of Your Childhood Memories. But then I followed up and wrote another book called Father Memories. And it was a book about the power of our daddy's impact in our lives and what our memories are of those. What's interesting, though, is you can take two kids uh, that are raised by the same family in the same home in the same parenting environment, and they have two totally different perspectives of life. And they see life differently because they're different people. That's why when we look at these childhood memories, we're trying to understand what they say about us today, not what they say about us back then. And of course, when we learn the fact, you know, the powerful thing, Karen, for you and for others is to really land on that verse in, in Philippians 4, 8, which says, whatever things are true and right and admirable and praiseworthy and of good report to think on such things. Paul also says to take captive every thought out of obedience to Christ. It comes back to our Pothole thinking, that's really what it is. Pothole thinking, driving down the road and boom, all of a sudden we drive our mind right into a pothole with a thought. Oh, they're going to reject me. They don't love me. Why did they do that? And that thinking then creates within us the kind of habits that we don't want, things that are not healthy for us. So making those changes um, is a very, very healthy thing to do. All right, uh, Karen. I've recognized it, even, even though I've recognized it, I know that I haven't really fully overcome it. And I'm wondering if, if I can, you know, really minister to her if I haven't gotten total victory in my own life. I hope, I hope so, because I wouldn't be able to talk to anybody on the radio if I had to have conquered everything in life. Uh, what's that little old saying that we preach our strongest sermons sometimes on our weakest points? And that's because we're aware of them and we can wear them on our sleeve. We're aware of them. I do that. My wife will chuckle sometimes. <laughs> She'll say to me, well, you could be a little more intentional about that. <laughs> That's the problem with hosting a radio program called Intentional Living when you're not always being intentional yourself, right? Come on now. That's just uh, part of the journey. But absolutely, you just love on that little girl and care for her and share your life and grow together. You'll learn from her and she'll learn from you. We need each other. It's a powerful thing. All right. Let's take a break. All right, we'll be, we'll be right back. 
When I first married my husband, I found out he had an extreme rage issue all the time. But God continually told me to just wait and promised me a good marriage. And I stayed and prayed and stayed and prayed. And today, we actually are in marriage ministry at our church. And we continually pray with couples that have these anger issues. I do have that marriage that God promised me. Become a member and encourage others to find hope in their relationships through the daily ministry of intentional living. Become a member right now. Call 888-888-1717 or go to theintentionallife.com. You know, that was great. That was great timing. I didn't know that was coming, but that testimony just was proved the point, you know, growing up, dealing with anger and things and get it, you get a handle on it, then you can start to teach others and share with us. You know what? I think we deal with some of our own stuff when we're helping other people deal with similar stuff. And that's part of what that happens in a lot of environments happens in um, Alcoholics Anonymous supporting each other. We need each other. Listen, none of us are perfect. And by the way, uh, if any of you have ever just landed on intentional living, this is not, please underline, this is not about perfection. This is not about being intentional enough that God's going to like you better. This is not about because I'm intentional, I'm going to go to heaven. There will be a lot of intentional people who go to hell. And that is sad. So we talk about intentional living, which works for everybody. Let's face it, whoever's most intentional in their life is going to win. They're winning at things because they're being intentional. Bad people, bad behavior, good behavior. For those of us who are believers, this is just a standard. God's intention is for us to be intentional in our lives, uh, to bring him glory and benefit to those around us. All right, enough of me here. Let's go. Uh, let's get uh, uh, Linda's on the Hi, line Linda. in Arizona. Hi, Linda. How are you? I'm good. Good. Thank you. Go right ahead. Okay. Um, yeah, I listen to you guys all the time talking, and I really enjoy the program. And I know last week I tried to call in um, somebody I mentioned about your third marriage, the statistics say it's not great. I just want to share my testimony. Um, I was married. This is my third marriage and my husband's second marriage. And I had two girls when I entered into the marriage with him. He was my kid's a Sunday school teacher, and that's how we met. Um, anyway, I wasn't really going to church at the time, but I started going. And we have this April will be 34 years for us. Wow. Um, he's on the worship team. We go to church together. Our kids were raised in the church. Unfortunately, they're married, and they all kind of chose not to go to church now, but that's their choice. Um, but I have three grandchildren, uh, two boys and one girl from my daughter, and um, they're beautiful kids. Anyway, they my grandson would sleep over, and he knows mom and papa go to church every Sunday, so he started coming to church with us. And he started, you know, he liked it. He went like two years. And then he was only like, okay, he was like nine. And now he's just made 13. So anyway, um, then he's been going to church for a while. And then about seven months ago, my granddaughter, she's two years older, wanted to come to church. And she asked if she could. And I said, yes, we'd love you to. So she started coming to church with us. And now she accepted the Lord about three months ago. And then my grandson accepted the Lord a month ago, and we are so excited. But my husband and I, I mean, I told him it's funny because I said, um, 
we've been married almost 34 years and I still really like you. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> All right. you know, hey, let me ask you a question. About it. Well, well, uh-huh. Let me ask you, 34 years, third marriage for, for you, second marriage for your, your husband. Um, we got couples listening in their first marriage mm-hmm. and, and they're struggling. From your experiences, what one thing would you say from all your lessons you've learned, the hurts, the pain, whatever, one thing you would share with someone just getting married, what one thing would it be? Um, I think that they both should be in church. I mean, you can't force somebody. But because my husband does walk with the Lord, uh, when we disagree with something, I just, if we can't talk it out, I just kind of like go off do my own thing for a little while and I come back in the room, give the Lord time to speak to both of us. And then he will say he's sorry. Not always, but most times he will say he's sorry because he gets heated up. And I know if I stood there and fought with him, we would just get into it and it's not worth it. Life's too short. Mm, Amen to that. All right. Wisdom from one who's been there with the pain and the hurt behind him. Young couples, those of you just getting started in life, I uh, cannot impress on you more than than this. When you, when you and I or when you and your spouse and your family choose, you make a decision to say we're, we're going to do to the best of our ability with God's help to really figure out what God's intention is for every important thing in our life, and that's what we're going to pursue. Listen, God has an intention for your money. You know what it is? Have you studied Scripture? It says a lot about money, about the stuff, the possessions of life. Are you violating that? Are you following what God intended? If you do, hey, listen, your life's going to be a lot easier. That's true of work. What is God's intention for work and how we approach work, priority of work, Um, our marriage? What about parenting? These are things that are not hidden from us. They're things we talk about a lot on the radio here. They're things I talk about in our conferences. And uh, when we decide to just say, hey, these are a few basic things that we're going to follow in our marriage and our family, uh, for God's glory and our benefit, it makes a difference. And what happens is when habits get get going, did you hear the habits she talked about? Instead of fighting, which can lead to a lot of problems, hey, we've got a new habit, going to walk away, let God do his work, pray about it, and then come back together. That's a habit they've built. 34 years of marriage is working for them. What's a habit that helps you in your marriage, in your family, that works? Um, all right, well, I'll tell you what, we're wrapping up the show here. Uh, for today, live here at our Intentional Living Center. But if it's okay with you, we're going to stay here in the studio and just leave the phone line open or reopen it now because I'd love to hear from you. If you've got a question, something you'd like to understand, maybe how intentional living and this power of one thing and developing a habit, what would it be? I'd love to give you some feedback. Let's talk about it. Phone line is reopened for you right now at 888-888-1717. Everyone who calls, it's through to me here. We're going to make sure you get uh, access to the One Thing Makes a Difference 30-day devotional book. It's our gift to you. And uh, Stephen can tell you how to do that when you call 888-888-1717. Let's remember this. In your life and your marriage, whatever is most intentional, whoever is most intentional is going to win. And so it's a decision. What are you going to allow into your life today? I'm Dr. Randy, along with Jennifer and Stephen. Thank you for being a part of the show. And again, uh, you can find out more about the ministry at theintentionallife.com. You can register for the upcoming Intentional Love Marriage Date Nights. Uh, We're going to continue the tour, moving to Michigan, March 1st, Friday night. And then over in Auburn Hills, 
in the Detroit metro area on Saturday, March the 2nd. Looking forward to being in East Lansing and in uh, in the Detroit metro area. Tickets are going fast, so I encourage you to get them today. All right, phone lines open. We'll be talking to you more next time right here from Intentional Living. Hope you'll join us.